0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Sunday live stream. This is Sunday Live number 43.
1: And uh, in this live stream, I'm going to talk about some updates and also take any uh,
0: questions anybody has and
1: um, also share a little bit of what we're doing on the uh, YouTube member area. I'm also going to talk a little bit about some
0: uh, jazz history. Just kind of lightly and, and briefly. Uh, so I was in the car and um,
1: riding along and I heard a recording of my one and only love. And uh, recorded by um, John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about that album. It's really um. It's really pretty, pretty great album I think.
0: So, um,
1: uh, my one and only love. Maybe I'll just kind of noodle around on that a little bit, and maybe I'll share my camera angles a little here. It makes some improvement to the, to those, I think. Um, I think I think it's an improvement. beautiful um, changes uh, so one thing i as soon as I heard it i I pretty much thought um, I'm going to uh, have to talk about this week um, do an analysis and uh, do some core changes and various things on it um, and just kind of kind of talk about it um it's so my favorite moments harmonically um, I like this change I'll share my camera angles again here so let's say D minor 9 to G 13 and then I'm kind of raising that This is a diminished chord, G sharp diminished, or you could think of it kind of in terms of e E seven over G sharp, and then um, with a flat nine on it, and then you get kind of a five of uh, of the sixth chord, um, but you're kind of over that G-sharp. I really like that moment in the the tune. Um, Well, thanks Jason L. Appreciate your comment. And uh, Don, you're welcome. Thanks for attending again. This is really
2: uh, fun. I always
1: look forward to the Sunday live stream, Sunday afternoon, at least where I am. Right. Um, so I am, uh, streaming live. So I've been doing a lot of kind of experimenting, you know, over time with, uh, with different things. And, uh, live video is, is kind of one of my favorite things to do. Um, I always enjoy playing live, which, um, which has been a lot of fun. So it's sort of natural, I think, to, to, uh, do the online live thing it's a definitely a different kind of feel mm-hmm. but um, but it's a lot of fun and um, so I'm streaming to to YouTube which I've been doing for a pretty long time now and um, also Facebook today and um, a little new, bit of a new development I've um, streaming on um, live on um, podcast too. So I don't know if that
0: shows up in in um,
1: iTunes or various places. I know the, um, the episode, so I'll probably publish it as an episode, but I'm not sure how the live works, but um, we'll see, I'll have to see how that goes. So I'll share some things and um, um, some little tips and all that. Um, so let me show you a little bit of um, what we've been working on in the uh, YouTube member area, where we're doing a pretty much daily weekday um, activities. Um, so I've been working on this format. Yeah, one of my real big goals is, um, you know, teaching voice leading um, for single line um, improvisation or melody, and um, also, um, you know, naturally for for kind of chord changes and stuff. So we've been working on uh, drop three type voicings for alone together. moving from chord to chord. So here's B minor 7 flat 5 going to uh, B flat 7 sharp 11 or B minor 7 flat 5 added to E half diminished. So, So one thing that we've been Doing is describing
0: a bit of
1: how each 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 thing kind of moves, and um, so you can take a string and think of it as as a voice or like an individual, and so this moves down right to here. So we've been talking about that. Okay, that that sort of has that little change. Um, This note remains the same. This, This note on this string or this voice
0: heads down. And this one
1: heads down as well. So we've been kind of discussing that. And this is kind of a cool thing because you could say, play like that and then so if you're playing in a um in a group and you want to drop drop the low note and you kind of right, maybe play play like that or if you're you know just take it a little bit of a step
0: further if you're um maybe trying
1: to do chord solo kinds of things maybe take or just comping in general you take Take this very low note, bump it up two octaves, and then you get a drop two type of voicing. So then you say okay, two like that. So um, we went through I think pretty much every every change from from the tune, but that's just a little bit of a a kind of thing um, that you can do in general. So if you maybe already have some of that that knowledge that's a concept you can kind of kind of run with there so one of the kind of cool things about that so if you have um, let's say in this case a root position uh, drop three type voicing and then a um second inversion drop three type voicing right uh what that does for you is it it places these um these tones of the the three and the seven respectively on strings three and four middle two strings so you know if you if you do um Third inversion, like this, it also does that. Accomplishes kind of the same thing. And first inversion, right? So those can be, you know, really strong ways of um, working on on playing chords and that kind of thing, um, and playing changes. So Alone Together, which is the tune that we're kind of doing that example on... um, Some uh, pretty cool uh, features. So it plays around with the 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 major and minor and the. Parallel major and minor. So, we start on let's, let's say a D minor 6 kind of chord, and we have all those things that we kind of typically hear with that sound, and then kind of hear this tone out of this chord the B minor so that's a major third or a major ten above, um, above our tonic note right so that kind of you might say it kind of foreshadows a little bit of what's to come relative major So it's a nice R.L. effect, you know, to kind of to hear hear all of that. Um, So I'm just visiting some some kind of moments of chord changes in the in the tune there. So that's just kind of a kind of a neat dynamic. And I think you know I've been talking a little bit about modes in the last couple uh, Sunday live streams. You know, so I think you know to really kind of hear. Um, Hear the modes. Try you know try practicing them in the, the kind of a parallel sort of way. So you might say, okay, that's sort of D D major. Okay, you know the, the D Lydian, uh, D minor, R D D Dorian. Melodic minor.
0: Oh, happy Halloween.
1: That was, you know, one of the first things I was thinking about. I'm glad you wrote that in. That was one of the first things I was going to say when I uh, joined the live stream and I completely forgot. Yeah, happy
0: Halloween. All right. Happy Halloween. Yeah. So anybody have any plans uh, for
1: Halloween? Um, we had a family kind of get together yesterday and, uh, or last night, uh, that was a lot of fun. A little fire going and
0: treats and uh, goodies and things for for the kids. And uh, I'm going to do a little trick or treating after this live stream. Um, maybe not right after, but um, maybe in a couple hours. All right.
1: So, talk a little bit about Johnny Hartman and John Coltrane. I'm going to bring up this album um, page on Wikipedia. And if you, um, if you do, uh, you know, Wikipedia, um, from time to time, consider um, donating to them. Um, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but um, I have donated to them myself in the past, um, and uh,
0: they're worth supporting. So I guess their emails and so... Uh, um, it's a really
1: good resource, so. So anyhow, um, all right, Johnny Hartman. And John Coltrane. I was, I was reading a little bit about this, um, as I was preparing for today's, um, talk, and um, so there was it's saying that um, um, they knew each other, um, from the early days playing with the Dizzy Gillespie's band um, or with Dizzy Gillespie's band in the late 1940s, um, and, um, I don't think they were there at the same time. Um, it looks like they
0: did, um, it says might have
1: heard Hartman sing, okay, so it's, that's, that's maybe a little bit uncertain, but anyway, if you haven't heard Johnny Hartman, um, I'd highly recommend listening to him on just about anything. Um, he has just a very rich sounding voice. Um, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, one of the, um, recordings that I really jo- enjoy is, um, his performance on, uh, Lush Life. And that's, that's one I believe is on this album. You can take a look at the song list, but, um, it's really incredible. Um, uh, it's such a well that's such a great uh, composition for one thing, but um, but the performance is amazing too, so pairing that up is just you know just really incredible okay, um, yeah, so lush life number four on the on the tune's um, it's a really, really great one. And then my one and only love. So, folks, on that uh, recording, let's
0: see if we can open a little bit on Johnny Hartman here. Born in Louisiana, raised in Chicago, singing and playing piano. Um,
1: one thing that struck me too, just listening to it, I was really enjoying the tone of the bass, um, and uh, um, noticing too how how a lot of those notes they they don't uh, or they decay fairly quickly. I was um, not sure I had noticed that before, but um, but I really love the tone, and I was really enjoying it as um, so I was listening earlier. And that is um, Jimmy Garrison, who was, um, uh, I think, pretty much a regular, kind of on the scene and played with Coltrane a lot. Um, And then Elvin Jones. Um, I think a lot of folks are familiar with him. Um, So not in this particular recording, but, um, you know, it's known for like real high intensity kind of, kind of playing,
0: um, and McCoy Tyner,
1: um, incredible pianist. I, I did get the chance to see him once in DC, which was really, uh, was really
0: amazing. Oh yeah,
1: so, um, Cyan, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, not much celebrating. Yeah, I kind of like the October spirit too. Um, well, I'm glad you could catch it live. I appreciate you tuning in in your comments. So just a couple of things that I've been been doing uh on the channel and a couple of plans. So I'm I'm planning to to do a video pretty similar to the one I did on Girl Talk. Um planning to do a video on Alone Together. So I'm kind of throwing around the idea of maybe doing a melody only and then one that's chord melody, or maybe just one that's chord melody. I haven't really decided. Um, but um let me know what your thoughts and opinions are about that. Um, so those play-along type of videos seem to be doing pretty well. Um, So I think folks are getting a lot of value on that. Um, I have also been thinking about doing um, just a solo, maybe playing the melody too, and uh, releasing that on the, on the channel. Um, oh, we'll see how it goes. I should have a little a little more time this week than I have had in the last couple of weeks. So um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, And the tune's really enjoyable. Maybe we'll talk about the B section here Mm -hmm. a little bit. So, um, so it goes, I believe, to uh, like a two-five in G minor, and then the minor seven-flat five to C seven or seven-flat nine to the to the relative major. So, that's a pretty cool um, change which helps to kind of differentiate you know the because it lands on the two chord or the four chord really it's not really the minor four d minor um but that could just have become you know a two five to um to the flat three but um you know it's really strong i think you know changing that over to sort of the minor or altered kind of two five you might say and then going to major that's like kind of a general nice effect um cyan says nice phrasing man i uh, thank you um uh, appreciate that Um, uh, yeah i would love more videos on standards i've been really getting into gypsy Jazz lately are you into django much um yeah um yeah i'm that's kind of what I've been doing a little bit too um doing um doing um some more standards and um especially since I've been putting so much time i think into uh the member area um I've been kind of leaning towards doing those kinds of tunes in general, but I do want to do some uh, um kind of fusion type tunes as well keep those going to um yeah, I love Django for sure. Um, maybe I should do like a, tune, like minor swing or something, um, or nuage. Um, uh, Science says um, that minor seven flat five voicing you did is a great one. I end up using it for minor six. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good point. Um, maybe I'll talk about that in just a minute. I'm gonna check on another comment here. Uh Telly Jazz, Christopher DeCosta says, Jim, I am located in Jefferson, Maryland. I heard you have a guitar studio near where you are. I have some friends in Jefferson, Maryland, family friends. So um I'm probably an hour and a half away from you. Um maybe an hour and ten minutes. Depending on traffic. But um and when you go, yeah, of course. But I'm in um I'm in Carroll County, sort of northern Carroll County near the Baltimore Baltimore line. Um, yeah, so, um, um, Cyan, um, mentioned earlier, and I'll talk about it a little bit, too. And I apologize if I'm, I'm pronouncing names, uh, it's not, not a strong point of mine, but, um, um, so, yeah, so if you had a chord like... Like um, like a D minor six, I think I may have played this earlier. Um, that kind of looks like uh, the first inversion of uh, the B minor seven flat five. So which is kind of cool. So so you can play. Um, it's like they were saying. Um, you know any inversion of, say, B minor seven flat five for D, D minor. Let me see if I can get the
0: base my bass thing going here.
1: Uh, <clears> At <throat> the risk, I'm gonna make sure it's turned down a little bit because I didn't test this before. Starting today, I don't want to blast anyone's ears. You can kind of hear that. A little sample of a bass there. So I'm playing D, and I have D going here, you know, low, very low D there. So if you play any B minor six chords or inversions, then um, you get, you know. Kind of the minor six kind of sound, yeah, and uh, yeah, Christopher's. Uh, occasionally, I go out to Jefferson, Maryland, um, so connect, um, send me an email. I think there's I, think there's, um, I don't have any plans to go out there too soon, but um, I think there's an email address in the description. Mm-hmm. And I've played at a vineyard out there um, called Big Cork, which is not not in Jefferson, but... Um, Not very far from Jefferson. Played there quite a few times. Played there with a singer-songwriter quite a number of times, and then um, played there with uh, um, a uh, rhythm section or small segment of a big band that I play with. I'd love to play there again. Um, that's really it's a really cool spot. All right, so another thing I've been kind of playing around with uh, lately is uh, something I think I've mentioned a few times it's just the um Jerry Bergonzi has a series of uh, books on i think it's advanced music and uh, really really um really nice collection of of material highly highly recommend it um, so um, so kind of talking about some of the um and melodic structures. So he's got these these kinds of things and you can alter them. So he's got like kind of a minor sort of melodic structure he talks about. And then a major kind of structure that he talks about and then you can apply um, you know you can alter them so you get like a flat nine on some things so so you could p- kind of play these lines like and then and then goes into permutations of it and our different note orders and then um, also inversions so this is pretty cool. Um, and then for like we're talking about minor seven flat five, you might just take the minor melodic structure and just lower that fifth, right? So you could play like a a line like. Uh... So if we're playing like a a one six five. Oh, Christopher, great. Great, I'm glad, thanks. I'll look forward to hearing from you. So one thing that we did um, uh, just yesterday, um, at kind of a 90-minute workshop that I'm doing, um, where we talk about, well, we did a lot on subdivisions for about 30, 45 minutes. Um, But another thing that we did was talk about kind of picking, not picking. So you can think about that and maybe two contact points. Um, So we went through all these different kind of combinations of that. Maybe I'll share a little bit on that, uh, if
0: I can find it here. But that's really kind of, a, I think, a pretty cool
1: um, thing to try to do, um, to vary your volume and, um, and, uh, all that sort of like deciding to pick or deciding not to pick and just sort of having, having that control. So we're trying to merge some of these, um, melodic structures with, with the,
0: um, uh, with some you know, articulations and and various things. See if I can come up with a little sample on that.
1: So here's a little bit of a... Kind of, kind of what I was just doing on like number one. And so number two. And the last one would be so. And then two, of course. Kind of two contact points and, and three, so. Um, so that workshop is kind of kind of an intensive sort of thing for about ninety minutes, uh, live stream, and then it's available for replay. Um, another question here: uh, What are your thoughts on finger picking? I tend to use my fingers when playing, but the pick does get louder and clearer notes. Yeah, I um I I do both. So, um, yeah, there are advantages and disadvantages to both, um, and you could do hybrid. Picking,
0: um, as well. Let me. It's not really my.
1: Wasn't my intended view there. Um. So actually, recently, and I, I don't know if I'll continue this always, but recently, when I when I first play the instrument in, in the morning, um, and just do some warm ups. I kind of tend to do
2: just fingers
1: finger picking no pick i kind of like like it i feel like both hands are sort of in contact with the uh with the string so that kind of feels good it feels sort of connected with the instrument so this is one thing that i've kind of been working on um just a little bit i've mentioned this on the live stream before but thumb down finger up i first got this idea i think from watching um um john scofield cuz it looked to me like he was doing that um but it's also kind of like a single single string um Way to play it kind of like sort of like a ukulele style uh, or Hawaiian style with kind of thumb down, finger up, strumming. So a lot of times um, when I have a guitar student um, who's like really resistant to the pick, which I get, I was pretty resistant to the pick early on too. Um, I'll just say, okay, you know, strum down with the thumb and up with the finger, like that. And then that's that's a good entry point, I think. But um, but studying classical guitar or even jazz guitar, like uh, Joe Pass and um, Martin Taylor, you know, and just kind of thinking about. Thumb down and three fingers on three adjacent strings.
2: You
1: know, so it's a nice, um, nice sound. Nice thing too is you can really get the fingers. You can you can get the notes to sound all pretty much at the same time which has its own kind of sound to it and the pick and this is kind of not a good or bad thing I don't think but you know you you have one contact point so you know it's gonna it's gonna separate somewhat I mean you can hardly notice it sometimes but There are a lot of different things you could do, you know, with a pick. You know, they use the pointy end that gives a little bit of a thinner sound. You can use the rounded end, which I tend to do a lot. Which I believe Matheny does that a lot. I think he actually bends the pick like with two fingers, something like that. I'm not sure, but that's what I think uh, he said himself uh, in a couple. Interviews so the um the picking. what's kind of cool about about that is you can ga- kind of get multiple voices going um, so you can you know you know maybe have a bass part, a melody part, maybe like a chord part, so you can really get some separation. Another thing that's kind of nice too about finger picking, I find, is you you could also uh, control the strings a little bit. Um, maybe better, I don't know. Maybe just because it's sort of on it. So a lot of times I'll just you know take the side of the thumb, and that'll help me prevent unwanted open strings. also kind of run bass lines and, and stuff like that with uh finger picking, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. So in general, I, I would, I would say to develop both, especially if you plan to play like a variety of, um, of music, you know, um, you know i I have known a, f- a couple of guitarists who play you know exclusively with uh finger picking
0: so yeah
1: i think I think the speed thing yeah i mean it can be accomplished um trouble yeah trouble with finger picking um, so another comment here. So um, there are so many techniques. Do thumb, middle, second, index. Okay, because I find the thumb and index is only a bit tougher for me. Yeah, to build speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, each one has its kind of advantages and and disadvantages. Um, thumb, index, second, middle. Okay. Yeah. so there are kind of a few techniques. Um, you can also kind of get the arpeggiated sound like, like that or like that all together, so that's kind of cool. So there's also uh, picking which I think I probably was doing a little bit earlier. So you can kind of Kind of walk the fingers a little bit um, just kind of moving back one thing that um, like Lenny Bro would, would kind of do is like uh, I'm probably not doing exactly like he, he would but it's uh, kind of a classical sort of thing where you you know kind of get one one string going either with two fingers or maybe three fingers and then use the thumb. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, really appre- appreciate all your comments and questions. So it's really, um, really awesome and really helpful for um, for me as I as I do this. Um, so it helps to helps to guide where I'm where I'm going. Um, so let me just check in on uh, Facebook here real quick and uh
0: and i've got some uh looks like the podcast has got some um
1: uh comments here cool glad to hear you like improv and um yeah so this is yeah basically music lessons things like that um the live stream is is kind of a fairly casual casual talk, but I, tr- I try to give some, some tips. Um, it's not necessarily like a formal lesson, but, um, but yeah, I, t- I try to talk about what I'm thinking about talk about what other folks are thinking about. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for, uh, checking this out. And if you want to, um, help support the channel, uh, consider the um, YouTube member area. I have a um, member updates, um, or what's it called? I think it's called ex- exclusive updates. It's only two dollars uh, per month. That you can so you can help to support the channel um, at a pretty minimal cost. And I do um, like five videos a week, um, just on updates and talking about what I'm doing. Um, and uh, and then and then of course there are other other levels with more, um, intensive, um, type of types of studies. So overview and analysis. I do five, uh, live streams per week. Um, and we analyze tunes and go over people's playing and talk about chord scales and stuff like that. Um, practice ideas and concepts. We have uh, specific practice, um, material. Um, and videos uh, for folks to do, that's like a twenty minute um, five days a week uh, video. and then I've got a new one out that is is called um, improvisation topics and there I'm doing a ninety minute kind of intensive workshop on Saturday afternoons live and um, and so that's pretty cool. and I've been live streaming pretty much daily on that, on that one as well. And, um, thinking about, I kind of want to add one more, um, but I have to really assess how much time I can invest, but I, I wanted to do a purely, uh, um, music theory, jazz theory, and incorporate some ear training. So keep an eye out for that too. All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for checking this video out and I'll see you all Uh, next week, and keep an eye out for another video coming out uh, midweek on um, Alone Together.